0: Wow, somebody's been shopping. Anything fancy? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's Nursery for a stroll. It's time to Neighbours. CJ, Kate Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We recap Neighbours. It's a soap opera. It airs in Australia. But for some reason, the UK gets the broadcast episodes first because we are in a new world, a new era where Neighbours goes outside of its cul de sac. And we are all getting used to that. And change can be a good thing sometimes. We evolve and we grow as people. I'm Vaya. I uh, work in the business of show intermittently and I have trouble suspending disbelief. I have CJ, the hot mess mum. Catherine Jones is here. Hello, everyone. And yeah, hot mess because um, I became a hot mess when I was working with a baby, like one of our characters this week. Wow. I really, I also related heavily to that character. Mm -hmm. Gosh, relatable content from Leo. I never thought Leo would be my um mum's so you know mum's, mum's bow. Yeah. Anyway. Leo trying to have it all. Yeah. Trying to grieve and have it all. Yeah. Get through the seven stages of grief. So here we have it. Leo's our mum's bow and the UK's <laughs> ahead of Australia and <laughs> neighbours. Where what is this? What is this? And CJ, congratulations on this beautiful dining table that we are sitting at in a socially distanced fashion in the mobile partner studios. Yes. This is like um a dining table of like Somebody who's got like a lordship or something would have. Yeah. Except we would be sitting at either end. And say pass the salt and we'd have to get up and a concierge would have to ferry it down the other end. I could do with that. But we are – traditionally this establishment is the spare apartment that Carl and Izzy would stay in, which I think now is the apartment that Amy lives in with Zara. And I don't think this table – this table is that whole floor plan. Yes, it is. And also we just saw Izzy in (gasps) theatre. Jagged Little Pill, the musical, I can talk to you about that now in person, yeah. apart from on the fly in the main streets of Melbourne. Exactly. But also, this table's kind of like that character would have from Jagged Little Pill. <gasps> yeah. I'm obsessed with her from that musical, and Beck Dahl re- went on my recommendation, just on her own. Just I think she said she had a few wines and accidentally bought herself a ticket after listening to me talk about. It. Only person I know that yeah. could say that, and I would yeah. believe it hundred yeah. percent. and she had a great time. Yeah, great show. If you're in Melbourne or mm. if it, you know, the show comes to you, well, Nat yeah. Bass might not be in it. You should see it. And there are heavy themes, Beck. I don't think I conveyed heavily to Beck that just like, oh right yes this is is some dark themes but there's some great tunes so it balances out Mm -hmm. no it was excellent and it was just everyone from Neighbours I at one point said everybody from Neighbours including the podcast is here yeah I felt like we're at the waterhole we're at a gig at the waterhole yeah we are even Carl was there jaggedmusical.com maybe you'll get some Neighbours alum if you go we haven't had much Neighbours council business sweetie it's just business we haven't had much no I haven't had many comments from people that after we spoke to Brent Brentonado. Oh yeah. Give me give us some joy. I felt that quite joyous that we found him out in the wild. And now I wasn't there yes. when you had that conversation. So I heard it first time on the mm. podcast. And he was very into the idea that his character's coming back. You gotta manifest it. You gotta put it out there. Uh, it's like think... how Sheila do you remember how Colette used to just always talk about her and Clive? Because I th- she'd seen what thing thingy were doing about typer like the mm. typer fandom were going crazy so she was like shalive shlive, shalive because she's like i want my friend to stay employed you've got to put it out into the ether yeah and he was talking to colette so maybe she was giving him some marketing mm. tips yeah and i must say because colette the love interests that character has had have not been great and they've dried up a little too yeah, so Clive was a good pick. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe he was manifesting it, or maybe he's filming at the moment. <gasps> oh, you're right. That oh yes, yes. I'm just wondering if that's why he was there and oh. talking to people and getting amongst it. And he has a new haircut, which yes. obviously on a podcast and doesn't come across that well. <laughs> no, but I think his haircut was exactly what I imagined when I was hoping he would cut his hair. Yeah, and it does seem like the kind of haircut. Somebody who's in the army cadets would have. Mm -hmm. So, maybe. Um, Is there any other business? Yes. Yes. I'm suing the council. Suing the council. Oh, yes. The council. Thanks, Leo. Uh, The council. The Erinsborough council. The Neighbours Council is our Facebook discussion group. Just type in Neighbours Council on Facebook. Come on in. We have chats about all the goings on in the cul-de-sac. It's a hoot of a time. We post spoiler warnings if you don't want to be spoiled. And then we have wonderful time. So come and do that. And patreon.com slash neighbours pod is where I post trimmings from these episodes. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna do one this week because there's just a few things I want to unpack on this main pod. Yeah. And And I, th- I I'm not even meant to be here. This is not my week, but I couldn't not come on. Yeah, we did we did a few little swapsies. Firstly, because we had all of us in last week, so it kind of upset the balance. But also CJ's young baby Lou starts big school this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Off to Eden Hill's Grammar.
1: Yes, he is. Yep,
0: yep. Although I must say the uniform is lovely at Erinsborough High. Almost, mm. you know, the, yeah. the blazers they've got going there are like a, you know, an eastern suburb school. It's Susan Kennedy has them all dressing for the job. They, love, they want, not for the job they have. <laughs> yeah, for the job. It's the job Susan wants. She wants to be principal of, yeah. you know, Erinsborough Ladies College or something. Yeah. yeah. So, all the best. He's going to smash it. But anyway, we've rejigged things. But also CJ mentioned one of the, the plot lines coming up. And we were like, I immediately was like, Kate, you're doing it next week. We need CJ for this. Paul business. Let's segue into it. So she's doing business with you. The... Collection of episodes we will be recapping aired Monday, the 24th of Jan, up until Friday, the 28th of Jan. They are 8767 7 to 8771. I'm getting more, I'm leaning into the numerical episode titling. It yes. just makes everything make a lot more sense. You see it when you see it, and we're going to talk about these ones. Yes. I had just a wonderful time consuming these ones. Mm. I really just was riding with these emotions and feeling. Well, okay, there were a couple of things I didn't enjoy. Oh. Young, young shitbag Zara. Oh, yeah. But by the end, she was going on an emotional journey and I was there for that. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about it like these days how they have like not pods as much as they used to, but like they'll have like someone on for two days mm. and then they just like evaporate. Yeah. And and I sort of forget about them too after that happens. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, it's all about Paul. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just forget all about it. But one thing I was thinking we didn't get much of this week, and that might be a key to enjoying it, was just not not much Harlow. Yeah, there maybe there's something big. Co- there must be something big coming with her. Well, she's going to the UK. I remember? Yeah. So that would be like coming in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? I yeah. imagine. And yeah, for so pra- pragmatically, if someone's not. In many scenes, it's because they've either just done a lot of scenes or they're just about to do a lot of scenes. Yeah, so... Or they're Clive and they're off running local government. (laughs) Yeah, getting sued. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't have... We didn't have Pouty Harlow, we had Pouty Zara instead. Yeah, someone's got to be pouting at Mm. all times. Mm. We'll start... Let's Okay, we'll start with the (sighs) Greenwoods. Zara. Okay. At the start of the week, Amy is freaking out. Because they're not going to (laughs) rebuild the shack. It's like, you know those joke memes, like the tornado hits, we will rebuild and it's two deck chairs that fell over. It's the same thing. It's like a a plank of wood and a sheet of aluminium and a pole. And they're like, we will rebuild, but we won't. It's not worth it. I think – because remember when it first opened and Margot Robbie's um, brother was working there before Amy came? Like even before Roxy was trying out for the job – I don't even know if the shed part existed. Like, I feel like it was all outdoors. It was the draw was that it was a beach bar. Mm. They put a manufactured beach there, and mm. I just forgot that there'd be a shelter. <laughs> yeah, why? Why would there be? So Amy could go and set up shop just out the front, couldn't she? Well, I think she may well be about to do that. So she she's recovering from her broken ribs. Mm. She doesn't have a job, she only got one she talked about getting a payout, but it was only one month one month that's that's tight that, guys to rage paul that's, that's tight that's not a payout that's like obligatory notice, yeah, that's like I'm giving you my one month's notice, <laughs> yeah, like maybe they only had to give her two weeks and they gave her a month, but like she was involved in a trauma at her workplace, yeah, I thought that was a little sketchy, yeah. I, what I also think is sketchy is why she's so panicked. She's like, I need a job right now. I'm like, do you? A hundred percent. She's living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Those design addresses. Yeah. So, I, But I don't understand why they can't put her to work somewhere else in Lassiter's. Mm. Well, okay. To, to raise offers her some casual shifts. Yeah, that's true. But she Lord doesn't knows doing yeah. what. Yeah. I mean, maybe she could clean Glenn's room because Harlow's not allowed in there. <laughs> Glenn's not there at the moment, but if he if he comes back, she could do Waterhole like this, events maybe? at Waterhole. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it'll be um, friction with Sheila and they? and Roxy's got her old job back there. Oh yeah, that was oh, a little bit of nepotism there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about time something worked out in Roxy's favor oh, for sure. For sure. What I struggle to get on board with Amy's dramas because. In my head, okay, your job fell through. We'll go back to where two of your other three children are and bring the third tearaway kid with you yeah. and straighten her out up there. Look, and Ned can go with you. He's, he doesn't need to stay in our He can lot. make a hut from anywhere, Netto. Yeah, take wedding photos for someone else's wedding. Hendrix is basically – and there's lots of weddings up north. People go there for destination weddings. And his father and his ex-girlfriend are there. And, um sorry his stepmom his ex he wishes girlfriend mm-hmm. Hendrix is basically already running Harold's I mean Harold's is gonna be a high tea venue with his cakes <laughs> that was oh any goodness. minute cake okay. did you see there was a little throwaway line about how he is deferring a culinary arts degree yeah what wonder why and why is Mackenzie so happy about it yeah great look why is it just like he can't do it – like, he, he, he's just not there yet. After like, you put a doing? cake out like that, you'd go, I'm on the fast track to culinary art school. You know, like, those movies about going to, like, the French culinary art school mm-hmm. and, like – I'm sure you've seen one of these movies. Yeah, so Ju- hope- Cordon Bleu, yeah, yeah, Julie and Julia, whatever. There we go. Yeah. Um, I want that for Hendrix. Yes. You know? Even if they have to make it Anson's Corner or something. Or he has to go to, like, the Yarra Valley. <laughs> or even, like, the city. Yeah. Yes, because now we're seeing the city. Yeah. I mean, he could work at one of the big hotels in the cities Mm. making cakes. So now we are in this era where we're seeing a lot more outdoorsy shots and scenes. I'm going to just lean into it. I'm not not feeling comfortable, but I have to just be okay with it. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. The winery looks lovely. I have to stop being twitchy that Leo's making trips back and forth multiple times a day. Did you see One Tree Hill? No. Okay, so there's, there's things as a parent that happen in a TV show that you possibly watch when you're pregnant. Okay. And you, you never let go of, yeah. right? There's a father that leaves a baby in a car oh, by God, accident Jesus in One Tree Hill. Christ. The baby lived or twins lived. Yeah. But when I was working in children's charities, you know, this would come up a fair bit, you know, like in the news and that, like public service announcements. I kept all week... Uh, I just wanted to shout out Leo, like the baby's in the car. Me too, the, especially that moment where he, he's about to head off to the event and mm. suddenly, thank God, Fyla let out a cry from the backseat. Yeah. That was horrifying. We'll get, I know we're desperate to talk about Leo, yeah, we are. Leo's journey. We'll get it for tick off Amy's. Amy, but okay, what if for whatever reason, she's desperate. She's living paycheck to paycheck. She won't go back to Cairns. She no. doesn't want to see her other children. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're 18 plus. We know that the older one is like 22, 23. Maybe yeah. the next one down is 18. And for all we know, they barely live in Cairns. Like they could live somewhere else really, couldn't they? Yeah, maybe yeah. they're studying or working somewhere else. Yeah, and they're just not that interested yeah. in mum. So Zara was this is this one that's crying out for Amy's attention, and the funny thing is, nothing is a metaphor. Like she's literally saying to Amy, "I want to spend time with you. I have felt disconnected from you. This is a cry for help." Mm. And Amy's like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna go buy a food truck. Yeah, I'm gonna work nights and weekends." <laughs> um, and she said, "I want you to work nine to five. Go get an admin job. Go be toady's receptionist." Um. I took offense to that because Zara, that sounds boring. And if if my kid told me to do that, I'd be like, "Nice try, mate. I'm not getting a boring job." (laughs) I literally remember because my mum worked as I work as a mum, and I remember telling other, I telling my mum that she wasn't a real mum. She, (gasps) yeah, because she didn't cut me fruit up. Oh when I God. got home from school. Thank God the supermarket cuts it up for you now. Oh, thank goodness. But back then you had to stop at Seven Eleven and buy a pineapple donut. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I can – all the things that this little shitbag is saying, mm. I can hear out of my yeah. own mouth, really. But it's just funny because most teens would just go and act out. So, for example, Zara in Cairns burnt down a bar. Mm. Very troubling. But she hasn't s- said her reasoning. And Hendrix, who seems to be like her mentor mm. – he, he did all these things to get his father's attention and he kind of got it for 10 minutes and then he ran away to Sydney. <laughs> and Hendricks keeps saying to Zara, yeah, so just don't do that stuff. But he's not giving her a good enough reason. He's not, he needs Mackenzie to like script for him what he has to say to Zara because she's like, don't be a shitbag. And she's like, I will though, but I will because you haven't given me every explanation why I shouldn't. I went off the rails. You have the chance to do the opposite. No, you know what? I'm over it. If Mum can't make time for me, what's the point bothering with school? I have better ways to spend my time. Zara, please just just don't do anything stupid. I really I'm glad that Mackenzie's not jealous yet. Yet. And I don't want it to go there. No. I would like these guys to be friends. And cuz um the minute Zara started calling him handy, mm. Mackenzie raised an eyebrow. Yeah. She's got wonderful eyebrows to raise. She does. I'm I'm worried about that dynamic because I would like the pair of them, Mackenzie and Hendrix, to, like, jointly mentor. And she can just get her own group of peers yeah. at the school, which is happening in yeah. a weird way. She starts at Erinsborough High, yep. left to her own devices. Like, it was halfway through the day where Jane introduces her to some other kids and Zara goes, um, it's not really, that's not really how it's done. I'm like, excuse me, Zara. That is how it's done, but usually it happens at the start of the day and usually the night before they've asked or, the, you know, that morning they've called one of the good kids yeah, to say, hey, the new kid is yeah. starting, show her where everything is. Be, yeah. Don't be a shit to her. But Jane just finds a couple of shit girls, really. <laughs> well, okay, in Jane's defence they are winning their flies with honey, those girls. Like they are sweet as apple pie. Okay, What are they? Aubrey and Sadie. Like these are Pinterest blogger mom's kids' names, okay? Sadie, Sadie Rodwell seems to be the daughter of the chief of police. What is he? The Sarge. Leo, Levi Sarge. Oh. Rodwell. Because we met him and his wife at the police ball. They're a biracial family and they've cast this gorgeous young lass as Sadie. And the mom's somewhat interested in thruples. Yeah. She's willing to have a chat about it. Yeah. She has a talk. <laughs> So they were like, "Hi, oh, yes, Miss Harris, no problem, Miss Harris." Like they clearly knew the right things to say and probably hand their work in on time. And then just and therefore Jane doesn't know. No, she only knows the kids that yeah. you know kicking up a stink. But Jane wanders off, and then they're like, "Have you found the canteen?" Yes. Well, then good luck finding friends. Bye. <gasps> oh, girls, man. Gosh, first man. day. Imagine turning up to year eleven like that on the first day. That is a big year ahead. It's a big road ahead. I know two parents that are starting their kids. Now, this was actually the first day, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. So, kudos to Amy for starting her child mm-hmm. on the actual first mm. day of school. But I know two families who are moving. They're doing the, got the old COVID move mm-hmm. to a long way away. Yeah, tree change. And they are driving their children an hour each way <gasps> to go to school so that they don't have to change at an awkward time. For like the two months or whatever yeah. until they take residence in their new town. So kudos for that because I was thinking while this is ill-prepared, mm. at least it's the first day of school. Yeah, start of the school year. She's probably starting VCE. Maybe it's year 10. I don't know. And so these girls like abandon her straight away. Again, this is Susan. Come on. This ain't your first rodeo. Kate pointed out to me during the week that Susan was Amy's principal. This is how far back she goes. She should know that you give her a buddy. doesn't matter that she's 16. Just give her another nice, chill person to hang with all day. Zara escalates it to 11. She's sulking. She's a sourpuss. Her mum's bought a food truck. Yeah, and a very nondescript one. It's just got like the best food. Written on it, like they don't care what it is. It's a blank canvas. Yeah, and I mean it is. What's she gonna? Did she say at any point what she's gonna do? She doesn't know yet. But Mackenzie's like, but this is great. You get to be Amy, and you be you, and you go on a journey, and you figure it out. Amy has had trouble figuring out what she wants to do. <laughs> also, she wants, she likes fashion. Yeah, what is she doing with this? Remember when she was gonna have like the food tram clothes? What? <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer. And I would shop from this if it was a mobile clothing van. And she came to my house and took all of the stuff I have bought online that didn't fit and I was too anxious to return because I mm. thought it would fit. And I thought maybe I'll just sell it on Facebook and I never did. She came and got all that stuff for me yeah, and like bought it from me and then sold me stuff from her van that did fit me. I'm like, here is my money, Amy. Thank you for your service. This is a great service to the community. Yeah. Go take these clothes to another plus size lady who's going through similar anxieties. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a different size from me. Yeah. Yeah. Different height, different whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I, that's, a, that's a good idea. Oh. Like, you should think about buying a nondescript food truck <laughs> and setting that up. <laughs> but really, to be honest, in this day and age, like, anything traveling would be awesome, mm. wouldn't it? I knew somebody that did lovely shoes and they went to country towns and sold their shoes. Beautiful. I can see Amy doing that. Now, on fashion, Zara considers herself a little fashionista and she's made some adjustments to the school uniform. Yeah. What do you think of it? No, 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 no. I didn't think it was – I mean, obviously, it's too short because mm. there's not many things you can do to a uniform that would make it explicitly wrong. So, she's made a little belt. She's made some, some like, darts and then shortened it. Was, it. it was a very straight line. Mm. So, it was very, like, I don't know, 60s go-go. She's like, I need to express myself. I'm like, well – It still looks like a school uniform dress. Yeah, that and like you've taken stuff off it and like obviously your personality is big. Put more on. And also her personality is kind of – her style seems kind of grungy and Mm. and androgynous. So it's weird that – I don't know. Maybe it would have been better with like some really long socks. Or just a black skivvy underneath. Yeah, black skivvy, black Gossip Girl style socks. The way they styled their uniforms. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, was, I like that from it her. It's completely non-regulation what they were doing to those dresses. I'm sure whatever private school in Manhattan would not have been okay with that. Right. Um, but if she'd taken some of the fabric and put it on a headband or like some Stunning. sort of hair situation, mm-hmm. that would have been cool. But I think it's really interesting that Amy – because. The Amy mother dynamic is really interesting and we've yes. talked about it before. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but Wo- I woman love, child. And I love that Amy was cosplaying as her daughter when she was a fashion designer. Right, yeah. Because it turns out like she, her daughter's better at it than her, mm. really. Well, but judging on Mackenzie's dress, yes. And yeah. judge- basing if you put Mackenzie's dress and the Lassiter's pilot uniforms <laughs> – that, she, that, that Amy had, like, years to work on because she worked on it for the airline and then on – And she stole, she stole them as well from the airline. She didn't design them for the airline. Oh, uh, I think she was involved. Like, she was part of the team. Mm. I can't – because she was like, I stole them from myself. Okay. Like, that was her right. thing. So, anyway, I think it's interesting that she was essentially doing what her daughter is amazing at. Like, maybe it means one day they could go mm. into business together. Mm. Well, which is going to happen. It seems Zara sets a light, like lights up a piece of paper and puts it under the smoke alarm in Jane Harris's face. Like that is, that is an arrogant move, like almost sociopathic just to stare your vice principal in the face and set the fire alarms off. Yeah. I loved it. (laughs) I was just like, yeah, like she knows how to start a school year. But also she immediate was like, immediately was like, I'm doing it to get my mum's attention because she's not paying attention to me. I'm like, well, there's the manual. It's, it's not very often a teenager hands you the manual on how to sort her out. Um, And Amy keeps going, but what is it? Yeah, what can I do, hon? It's like she's literally telling you what to do. Yeah. She wants you to spend time with her. But Even a coffee van would have been better because you can go do the 7am business run, like school run, people that need coffee at 8am, 7am, and then knock off at three and spend the rest of the evening with your kid. Amy could go – imagine Amy going to work sites with her coffee van. Oh, hello. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. She could – why stop at (laughs) thruple? Zara then, okay, cracks it because she – whatever. She cracks it and then floods the toilets. While she's doing that, Amy shows her the van Mm. and says, hey, you know what, I need to keep an eye on you you want to spend time with me, let's run this van together. You can work here, you can help me design logos and uniforms and it's quite a nice touching moment and you think finally they're making some progress. Mm-hmm. Then the call comes in that she's flooded the school and it's almost like like I don't think Finn Kelly achieved this much damage to that school in this shorter time. It's, it's quite amazing what she's achieved. Uh, yeah, she might be a vice principal soon. Yeah, or the next mass killer. Yeah. Look – she keeps saying. She doesn't want to hurt anyone. She just wants her mum to look at her. So she keeps waving yeah. aggressively. And meanwhile, the other teens at school hero worship her over this. They're like, oh, thanks for the, thanks for the afternoon off. Mm. So sweet. And then the two bitch girls are like, tell us more about what you did in cans. She's like, I burnt down our bar. And they're like, cool. That's great. I'm like, I don't know if cool is the reaction that most normal people would have. No. Kids these days. You just go, arson, okay, sure. Their friend requested her and that phrase yes. was said too many times. And she's like left it there. Just, oh, I was busy. Left them on red. Oh. Um, I actually like – I want those girls to hang around. I want a new school posse. Yeah, I don't yeah. want Zara to go to people at their workplaces and have teenage bitch sessions with them. Like let them do their job, Zara. Yeah, and it would be nice, you know, the food van, van's running and like her school friends come – and like pester her there, yeah. like it'd be like it'd be, f- yeah, you know, just it's weird, I don't know if we needed another v called it sold food, yeah. I mean, you and I think it was you and Kate talking about everyone is in hospital, like... oh no, and it was um some members of other the, na- the neighbors council, right. Alex, oh okay. yeah, uh, prolific, one of, our, one of our prolific posters, yeah um really, it is like the hardest hit street of the pandemic ever because everyone is in hospital mm-hmm. or travel, yeah. Oh, the, so they have this argument, this spat, and because Amy's recovering from this ribs injury, a rib punctures her lung, one of her broken ribs, and Zara thinks she's faking it. Mm. It was. She was over-egging the pudding a little on the reactions there, but then Zara just leaves her mum. Well, this happened to my mum in surgery. <gasps> really? And i tell you what. The doctors all thought she was dying, so it, it's quite, you know, severe. Yeah. I think the amount she was hamming it up is quite real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that she's Amy and she's very dramatic. It's like me me when I stub my toe. Yeah. It's like swearing the house down. and Yeah, Yeah, you're a performer. Okay, come on. You can't help it. And I do it so much and if my partner doesn't react, I'm like, excuse me, I have hurt myself. (laughs) Is it? He's like, are you okay? Yes. But you can ask if I'm okay. (laughs) It's like me when I get the hiccups, I pretend like it's a a really big deal. So she's in hospital and there's a lovely montage of Ned and Zara And Ned who, by the way, they're on a pause But Ned's there Yeah, I was confused by that Because yeah. I couldn't quite remember I forgot. what was going on. I couldn't remember either But he was very sweet that he was there Does anyone, I know we're going to talk about it later But what's the deal with this scarf that Ned was wearing? I just can't possibly summon the energy to care Okay, because I'm like, why, why do we care who's We scarf? don't, we don't, yeah Okay, cool right. But, oh, Freya. Did he like? Maybe he went and like pashed someone at the back who was wearing the skirt. Remember with like? It, I did. I did enjoy him saying, "I had too many, had too many drinks. I found it. I put it on. I skipped down the precinct to the flamingo bar. I'm like, good on you, Nettie, getting on the terps and having a wild time." Of course, he forgets that he's meant to be photo- like the photographer. <laughs> they don't need to photograph anymore. They got it. I mean, they don't want the memories <gasps> of that place. Jesus. No. Although they seem fine, the bride and groom. They have, now. They have bounced right back. We'll talk about okay. them. Yeah, um, unavoidable. Actually, I'm going to talk about it right now because I just don't have the energy with Freya. Um, so that yeah, I guess the deal is that Zara and her mum are now reuniting over well, this. So Zara is a bit of a copy paste of previous storylines. Like she's already living Hendrix's storyline out again, but also she's living out. Nicolette and Jane's feud recently because Jane was injured off the ladder, fell off the ladder, and Mm. then Nicolette was like, oh, no, I do love my mum. I need to be with her and support her. And Zara had that same moment of, oh, no, my mum could die. I love her. I'm going to be not as much of a shitbag today. And just Kate's not here, but I should say when you say Ned is on pause, you know what she would sing now. SBIA, yes. Toady was also waiting by the bedside because he and Amy have had a friend fight. And and it's it's come from his judgment. Yeah. And he knows. He's that. a bit mommy shaming her. Look, he's learned for other reasons this week mm. that you shouldn't judge a mm. single parent. Glass houses, Toadfish. Glass mm. houses. They patch things up, she and Zara patch things up, and she's covered. Oh, what do I found interesting, CJ. She covered for Zara when Carl's like, what the hell happened at, at the van? Because Zara's like, I saw my mom injured. I didn't help. Amy remembers, but she just says, oh, it's all a blur. I don't remember. And then later she's like, because everyone thinks I'm a shit mum and you're a shit kid and I don't want them to continue to think that. So pull your head in. I'm not going to tell them that you left me on the side of the road dying. Yeah, and she said, but I left you for dead, (laughs) mum. She's like, pipe down because I don't want the PTA to talk about it. Thank God Dippy's not on the PTA anymore. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Dippy was around to watch – Amy, like shit, parent, hot mess, mum. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Okay, so we'll leave them. I wanted to touch on this very quickly because it's very tedious. Freya, oh. do okay. Freya comes to town. She has a leather jacket. We don't she know what the deal She finds a is. scarf in the from lingo from lingo bar. <laughs> the scarf in the wreck for her is a big deal. It's it's like more like a pashmina, but anyway, it is. It's like the ones I used to buy in New York City off the street. I don't know how a telegraph pole didn't incinerate it. But anyway, it's it's significant to her. She's trying to put some pieces together. She's got a a photo of a guy on her phone. He's very pale and she says it's her cousin and she's trying to track him down. Meanwhile, she's putting the flirt on with Levi and Sheila's like pushing them together. Oh, yeah. And they've gone on about four dates in two days. And we're going to get to Kyle and Roxy later, but they arrive home Mm. and... They want to talk about their sex with, with Nana. Mm. And mm. Nana's like, why are you bringing that up? Like, she hasn't been deeply involved in their yes. sex life before. But now she's like, look, I've moved on. It's all about Levi's yeah. sex. You guys life. have tied the knot. I've got a new project. Yeah. yeah. And everybody loves Freya. And Levi, he's come off this throuple situation thinking he's some sort of sex god. And he's a little loosey goosey with the old information loose lips. She is prodding into his past, his brain injury, his epilepsy, his revenge, mm-hmm. putting away of – what was that terrible gang? Oh, the, the the Milky Bar Kids. I don't know. <laughs> the Milky Bar Kids. 100% that redhead kid looked like the Milky Bar Kid. Yes. She's like, oh, what, what, what how did you, what's going on with all this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I put these guys back in jail. She's like, oh, wow, I want to know everything. So clearly she's connected to one of them. And she says, like, who am I going to tell? Oh, my God. Uh, well, they, we don't know you, honey. So, yeah, who do we? Literally, you could tell everyone. Everyone. So they go on a swimming date. I need to talk about that. Everyone's using the pool. Lasseter's pool. I must, I think maybe because business is so bad since the, like they've got that they've got that sign you know um yeah. Lassiter's injury free in three hundred and forty days, and then they've had to go back to zero. that sign is very low in numbers and they've had some cancellations, so they must have opened up the the rooftop pool to the general public and they're sort of like, look when Therese fell off here, she didn't hurt herself. everyone died in that other place <laughs> we have so so stay in the main building <laughs> I would love just a little day pass to. Yeah, some local hotel rooftop pools. I mean, do you know what they should do? They should fire up the gym and the spa, mm. and people should have like memberships. Yeah, I think that's they're trying to make like a um, like a fitness first in there. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, some sort of wellness membership where they get like massages and like the whole shebang. Aaron needs to run it. He need, like I don't. <gasps> we never see the shed. Come on over and run it, Aaron. The shed like went on Zoom and never went back. You know, <laughs> it's like. They farmed out the equipment to everyone. Everyone's at home on their computers, and yeah, there's nothing. Like my lovely gym, a lot of gyms charge for it. My my lovely, and beautiful gym didn't charge people for equipment, and they're still they're still saying anyone's got dumbbells at home, bring them in, oh, you know. No. You know, so like, I can't imagine that Aaron was on top of that admin. No, there's like two ropes in that shed now. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so Fre- this whatever Freya is taking Levi for a ride. I saw one person online somewhere. Say maybe she's connected with um, lovely um cheese knife girl. Scarlet, I had that very same flash of connection. Why did I have that? I think it was because of the Ned factor cuz she was sniffing around Ned, maybe. Yeah. And she had the scarf and she yeah, that's but I really liked that for her. Yeah. I like that because then maybe we'll get She's not for back. Great. Yeah. And I want Christy. Christy. That's yes. it. Like, okay, everyone need to call it Chloe for no reason. Has Ned talked about having a big storyline coming up or something? No. And, mm, okay. And, like, literally everyone is right now. Yeah. And there's a are. very big storyline. Oh, we've mentioned the newlyweds. I think we need to cover this one off. Oh, you mean something big and hard? Yeah. I think, in fact, let's just, we should throw it on montage. I think the montage will do the talking here of Kyle and Roxy, Mr and Mrs, Willis Canning, however they're doing their surnames. Will Can. I've gone off to Arthur's Seat. Kate would like me to point out beautiful views. I've been to Arthur's Seat on mm. a little romantic getaway and I also went to the tree climbing place that Roxy and Kyle went to. The t- tree climbing place? <laughs> I mean, we didn't climb trees because we're not athletic people. We did the ground course and oh. we went down some slides and like did, walked on a bridge and it's looked at some cool scenery. Lovely and and yeah, I thought like they could have been in lawn or something. Like there was beautiful views, and stunning. Stuff, yeah. Arthur's Seat has lovely views if you go on the funicular railway. It's a beautiful <laughs> outlook. See, it's funny because it's like Roxy and Kyle's honeymoon. And also, it sounds like a place that like families and like elderly couples. Yes. Could go. It's true, and also it's like twenty minutes from Ramsey Street. Oh, okay. Like you may as well have gone to Anson's Corner. Right. It's on the. It's not well, It's on the Mornington Peninsula. I don't know how far oh, away. Oh, is it? You see, anything. I don't know why. The I think the name of it throws me. Arthur Seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a silly name. It's probably closer to fifty minutes to an hour away. Okay. Also, it's not just tree climbing. It's tree surfing, CJ. It's like enchanted forest adventure or something, Arthur C. Oh, okay. So there's something for everyone. Yeah, and you don't have to – if you're too scared to do the ropes course like me and KB, you can just walk around on the ground. I 100% would be walking around Mm -hmm. on the ground with you guys. Yeah, Yeah. They arrive on this holiday and Coral is nervous because he has had some – intimacy concerns mm-hmm. in his nether regions okay now let's okay let's let the montage do the walking here bit stressed about my honeymoon i'm having trouble downstairs downstairs oh it's really hard i've gone from six to midnight i'm standing at attention there's too much lead in my pencil. Oh. And I've pitched my tent. I can't get it down. It looked well, like, three home runs, but it's still better up. So what has Coyle done here medically? He's taken his healthcare into his own hands. Yeah, and you know what? I think that that's a pretty reasonable storyline for someone like Kyle. Yes. Because, because, like, why wouldn't he? It is very black and white for him. He's like, all I want to set satisfy for more worth. Mm-hmm. Even though Roxy is very understanding and patient and she has, bless her, come up with a full itinerary for them, tree surfing, et cetera, the funicular railway, mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to focus on being intimate if he's got health issues. Beautiful. And she's what- bought a tracksuit pants. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing in your active wear? She's like distracting you from worrying about the bedroom stuff. Yeah. And Coyle isn't appreciating this amazing wife he's got. No. He gets the te- testosterone patches and he overdoses on them. And I imagine – that's not a good thing. It's not a good idea to take more of any medication that you're on without consulting a medical professional. Yeah, or like I was going to say, there was a website called Pill Reports back in the day where you could look up the pill you were taking and people would tell you what it was like. Yeah, just because you can do it doesn't mean it's a good idea and it's it's good for your health. Totally. <laughs> and also like this is a prescribed medication that would have like a us- a usage amount mm. on it um and there would be like directives and there would be like you know possible outcomes of an overdose And on he's the going through chemo like his immune system is weakened he's he can't just be messing around with this stuff. Yeah, and I don't think testosterone like I don't think it's as and I mean maybe it is to Kyle but I don't think it's as a clear line as testosterone erection. Yeah, which is he thought it was he thought it was putting Viagra on his arms. Yeah, and can he take that? Maybe he can. Why couldn't he go get that? Well I'm assuming that that would be Look, we don't. We don't know. We don't, know. We don't look, know. Look, we're a long way from the yeah. we're a long way from where Coil is. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever be as nice as Roxy, for instance. Just an angel on earth. She's beautiful. So he overdoses and Roxy's like, "Oh no." Like he doesn't immediately tell Roxy what he's done. No, he gets gets a lot of wood at the top of the tree surfing. The tree comes to coil. Yep, Is it the tip? Yeah. And it's got a Yep, The tip. branch is there. Oh. And they've got to immediately descend, get back to the room, the suite. Firstly, they take care of business. Yes. She yep. has a grand old time. They have a grand old time. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, by the way, it's not going away. <laughs> yeah. It's still around. So then they call David. And, like, they have a quick chat. Should they call Carl, Carl mm. and... They're immediately like, if we call Carl, oh god, oh my god. But do you think Carl would have had better advice? Yes, yeah. Which was maybe cut. Maybe you don't have to come back to Erinsborough, but maybe go to the local GP or the local hospital. Also, I don't know, like take some patches off. Yeah, yeah. He took ages to take them off. Go to the chemist. Go see someone who can help you. Take one of Roxy's estrogen pills. See how that goes. (laughs) But. David's like you'll be right. It's their faces when they realised they could also call David was joyful. They were just like, "Oh, there's another doctor on the street," or Nicolette. Great, like, great call. In it fact, I reckon Nicolette would have given the best advice of that those three. Which is terrifying because I don't think she's a great nurse, but no. but she's not messing around with this. She would have been immediately like, "Go here, I'll steal your baby and sell it to someone." Well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, go to the doctor, I'll steal your fio- your wife. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, imagine Roxy and her, her together. Heaven. Yeah. Heaven, yeah. amazing. But she's married now. Oh, who cares? I can't imagine new relationships for her. <laughs> I can imagine it. It's fiction. Whatever. David's like, it'll be fine. It's irresponsible, of David. You know what? It is irresponsible, but it does seem like the kind of medical treatment a woman would get. Oh, yes. You know when you're like, oh, I've got a very bad pain. And they're like, do you reckon you're pregnant? And you're like, no, I think it's my appendix. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It does seem like the kind of advice, I don't know, a 28-year-old woman Mm. would get at the ER. Yes. Because I've got like 17 conditions that I think I've taken, you know, I'm in my late 30s and it's taken me this long to identify a lot of them because... Everything just gets swept under all the one rug. Yeah. And and most of that rug is being a woman, right? Mm, yeah. 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 It just doesn't happen that way for no. men. No. So it's interesting to see that suddenly happening. Mm, interesting. I um, like that take, CJ. They anyway. go a few more rounds as well, by the way. <laughs> so that I mean look, Roxy says we may as well not waste it. Yeah, they cancel all their plans. Yeah. It's a shame that he, it's quite a lovely park, that tree surfing park. If you're in town, go treat yourself to Arthur's Seat. We stayed at a lovely Airbnb with a gorgeous view, almost better than the view Cole and Roxy had. Oh. I'll see if I can find my photos and post them in the council. Okay, I hope they're nothing like Roxy and Kyle's photos. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll screen them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll curate them. So, look, they have sex. That's the news from from them. Big news. Happy times. And then we guess Kyle's okay. They just appear at the end of the week. Well, I feel like he's not going to go for lunch at Nan's bar with an erection. What do you think? Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, But Roxy's moving with in. With too much lead in the pencil. That oh. was my favourite one. That was my favourite. Oh, dearie me. A little pacer. Pace, pacer. I was pace thinking up. of a pacer as well. Um, so Roxy's moving in with Shields and Kyle. and Is that it? Oh, no. Th- Levi. That's a full house. Yeah, but fine. Yeah, She'll leave us a shift worker. It's good to have a shift worker to kind of thin out the yeah. thin out the population a bit in those yeah. That's houses. True. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Roxy's working with Sheila again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, she's just a canning, really, isn't she? I think Quall needs to sell that tram to Amy because he's. I don't think it's his passion. No, it's not. He's visited that, and like the other week when he did that all that barn work <laughs> at the. That's where he's yeah. he's really on song. Yeah, and he, he obviously did that kitchen. Yeah, and that was like a walk in the park for him. He's like, yeah. easy, what do you need? A couple of doors. I can yeah, do done. A, I can do this around a wedding. And the waterhole had a bit of a zhuzh. I couldn't tell what they'd done, but someone said that they had done things. Yes. They're like, the storm didn't damage anything, but we just took it as an opportunity to freshen it up. It's a very odd. That's why they didn't have the budget to pay Amy out for more than a month. They spent it all. <laughs> They're like, we needed to get new wine racks. <laughs> Amy, just take your broken ribs. Yeah. It's very complicated, but there's more complication this week with mm. the hotel and the family business. Wow, poor. Le- we? Okay, we need to get to we get to poor old mum'spiration Leo. Mm. Uh, he's trying to have it all. He's grieving the loss of his erstwhile lover slash baby mama Brittany Barnes, and he has a winery slash distillery yeah. slash Ponzi scheme. Yep. Slash events venue. And his uncle, uncle, uncle Glenn. Yep. Works there. And so he's a family member. Oh my God, Leo. He has that baby in his arm, no matter what he's doing. He's actually 100% when I went back to work with baby Dr. Carl on, mm-hmm. on a TV quiz show. That's how I worked. with Always with the baby in my arms, doing Zoom meetings, doing dra- script drafts, at tearing least, my hair out, trying to figure least, out what we're having for dinner. At least it wasn't a winery. Oh God! And an hour drive each way. My God! This baby, when it's hungry, what does it do? Does he pull over? He forgot forgot the formula. Jane had to go and give it to him. I mean, firstly, buy a tin and leave it at the winery. Step one: have one everywhere. (laughs) Have bottles everywhere. Sterilised bottles ready to go. Formula cans everywhere. Yeah, or just take Nicolette. Have the little sachets in your glove box as well. Yeah, I was, I keep calling it flinching because I don't want to say triggered because it's obviously I don't want to make light. Yeah, but I am completely taken back to just thinking I could do that. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I was really I had a physical reaction as well. Yeah, just me me breastfeeding while we were on a Zoom call because I could because you couldn't see me from the yeah because your breasts down. Yeah, you've got the newsreader <laughs> position. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Sandra Sully, breastfeeding Dr. Carl <laughs> <laughs> There was a few moments where peop- his family kept saying to him, leave her here What are you going to do with Abby today, Leo? You can- it was a bit patronising gonna- Why don't you leave her with us? If someone had said that to me with baby Dr. Carl at five months old It would not have been helpful Because firstly, it's the day of work It's no use saying to me at 9am Monday What are you going to do with your baby today? It's too late to plan out an alternative arrangement at this point. But everyone keeps pushing grief onto him. Yes. And the thing is, is like it is completely reasonable for him to, even if that kiss had never happened, mm. right, it's completely reasonable for him to just be grieving the mother of his child. Because, yeah, a lot of the times this week he said, my, ba- my daughter's not going to have her mother around. And that's a huge impact. Yeah. But people keep trying to push widow mm. – widower, sorry – on to him. And that's not really what he is. And it's actually Nicolette who yeah. keeps saying there's no rule book for grief. He's no. gonna grieve and David's like, But he's my twin. I know. I, I know him. We're psychic together, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that from a doctor. <laughs> and he's like, Oh look I know because we grieved our racist homophobic nana together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she wasn't no maybe she wasn't racist. No, she wasn't racist, but she was homophobic. She might have been racist. I mean, we, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, look, I'm I'm not afraid to bunch them together. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. So Nicolette, and we keep forgetting. Oh, I keep forgetting that she was a palliative care so she knows a lot about grief. Yes, you're right. She look. I know that I'm a broken record, but we got a taste of what it's like to have a psychologist mm. around. Mm -hmm. and i want to dine at that buffet more often and again we want nicolette in a care role and i think she should go back to school and i think she should study some kind of counseling social work psychology i would love a social worker Mm. think of what like pippa brought to home and away it's a well of treasures endless well better than like brad when he did the running (laughs) with the kids yeah, I don't want her to be like, let's do some Pilates, let's do some therapeutic Pilates and I'll talk to you guys about what's going on in your life. Yeah, and now that she's taken to motherhood, like maybe she could turn her guys to, you know, maternal health or what was Brittany's last name? Barnes. And also we don't know anything about Brittany. Like we don't know what she did as a job in New York. We don't know what she did as a job in Wollongong. I just totally assumed she was a model. No, because that's what she's in real life. But no, we don't know anything about her at all. So she was very two-dimensional. She existed only for plot points and not for any other reason. Yeah. But so the the moment where everyone keeps saying to him, leave the baby with me. To leave a baby with people that aren't used to its routine, you need to set aside half a day to firstly explain all of the stuff. Like, you need to explain, okay, when they feed, when they sleep, how they sleep, what they need, when do they need to go for a walk, all this stuff. I agree. Yes. And, like, I've made those notes files in my phone. Mm -hmm. But Leo wasn't that person. You're right. That person died. Yep. So, I just don't know that he knows that. He is winging it. Yeah. But also, they have essentially a twin. They have a cousin born weeks apart. With a father that's his twin, yes, yeah, and they have a very close knit group of people caring for that baby, so it's not much to double the care for another baby. In fact, Nicolette shoved them both into the one pram, yeah. Which I mean, can only last so long. That's, and I don't think that's a safety. I don't think that's safe. <laughs> I look, yeah, but it's not like it's a cot, you yeah, know. It's just look, and there were there are worse things. But, I mean, they could sleep in it and so you're right. So, on the one hand, I'm like, don't patronise Leo. It's very hard to just hand over your kid and go, okay, bye. I'm going to work. But also, they're set up for that. So, it's fine. Yeah. And, like, also, like, he left that baby in Wollongong and went to Melbourne Mm. and no troubles then. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's a sign that, like, Leo is probably already insecure and questioning himself as a father. Yeah. He is grieving Brittany, even though they weren't. You know, it's it's not a traditional widow, widower situation. Yeah. And he's questioning himself. Um, and, he, and he's grieving the next 20 years or whatever. Like, it's not just a, a partner you've lost. It's this baby's carer. And what's your life going to look like? And he's just shut all of that down and he's not going to process it. Also, he's grieving his fuckboy status. <laughs> Let's not forget. Yeah, he's going to have trauma next time he tries to, like... Ghost a girl? Oh, it's going to really affect him. He was like, "There was that time when a girl really ghosted me." <laughs> <laughs> Literal ghosting. Literal. And even Glenn. And he says to Glenn at one point, "I'm not paying you for parenting advice." Yeah, I thought I really loved that scene. Let's hear from them. God, Abby, please, baby girl Probably picking up on all the stress flying around. I don't pay you for parenting advice, mate. Just focus on sorting out this mess. That was a very effective scene because, firstly, Glenn got through to him more than anyone. Yeah, Glenn. I don't know. He has a habit of this, right? I know you've fallen for Glenn. Love Glenn. Oh God, because you're like Teresa's alter ego, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm surprised Teresa hasn't made a pass at Ned. But anyway. Um. Sorry, I'm calculating that. Don't worry about it. It's not don't, illegal. Don't okay. look too closely at it. It's not. It's not illegal though. No, they're not related. No. Anyway. She just has people living with her that she's not really related to. Mm. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. She's Pippa. Yeah. Sophie. Sophie's become Pippa. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Meta. Last week, Kate predicted that Leo was going to be off a balcony yelling raise mm. Oh, we got to that. Very quickly. That timbre of emotion. Mm. And he has a look in his face, a red, sweaty glow mm. when he gets to that desperate, you know, look. And he was... I mean, it escalated, and I liked what he was doing in the more understated moments of grief and irritability and tired father. I liked all that, cho- all those choices earlier in the week, and then when it went to the top level, it was really boom. I'm on fire now. So he has a meeting with Toady early on to sue the council. The council <laughs> loved that, and I thought when he was meeting with Toadie, I'm like, what are you like what? Or, like, like, what kind of law are mm. you getting involved in? here? Yeah. Like, because with Toadie it could be anything. Mm. But I immediately went to some sort of family law. Like, I thought he was going to, like, stop Brittany's parents from being <gasps> involved or, like, something. Oh, those poor people. I don't know. As Kate said, very understanding. They though. could have stayed down another week or two. Yeah, I mean, it's not like like ashes have to be like, buried, you know? Lassiter's would have put them up. I mean, we bloody hope so. I mean, it would have been great if mm. those two were around because they could get on the law case together. Yeah. And look after Abby. Perfect. So he comes charging in to firstly Chloe leaves the file, the safety report from Lassiter's out in her handbag. Very un-Chloe. Mm. Pitch perfect, not giving it over to him straight away though, Chloe. That yes. was that was she was like, No, I know what I'm meant to do. And she said I have to follow protocol. Mm. Also, she was all a fluster because she was up on the rooftop and Nicolette was there in Bathers, and she's still she says she's over it, but she's still got some residual feelings and Of course she's gonna be they're attracted to each mm. other. Yep. Yeah. And she just stayed up there. I noticed she just stayed up there for an hour or something, just shooting the breeze with Nicolette. Oh uh, Yeah. Because yeah, Nicolette was having some some me time. Yeah. yeah. And she had the mum guilt immediately. I must say, though, it does really look like having three parents is the way to go, though, doesn't it? Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Seems like there's always one handy to look after the yeah. child. Great. Oh, you did pick up, speaking of Leo and his grief, the most hand in foot hand in foot in mouth. <laughs> You're thinking hand foot in I, mouth. I, I was. Which I'm is so what which is what Abby's gonna get the minute she has to go to daycare. Yeah. Oh god like R I P in my life. Mm. Yeah. Not in a Britney sense. Aaron. <gasps> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this is my highlight of the week. Oh my god. Can we reenact it? Can I play Aaron? Yes. And so, can you be So here I am it? with a shopping bag, which is by the way, very inappropriate. It was a gift bag. It was floral. It was a children's birthday party gift bag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You walk in the door. <laughs> He's mummy's ashes. No, no, no. So the no, no. no yeah. Okay, so- all right. So I've walked in the door. I've got a pink gift bag. Wow! Somebody's gone shopping. Have you spoiled yourself there? What did you buy? Spritney's ashes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I felt that to my bones. That was so good, Aaron was so ashamed of himself. Because he went so hardcore in that delivery. Like <laughs> oh yeah. He was like, Leo's here and I'm gonna really like I'm gonna perk him up. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk retail together. Aaron's like, this is a language I can speak. Yeah. I can't speak grief. No and We lost like, mum but she was an old sick lady. <laughs> yeah. And also like everybody loves to go out and buy baby clothes. Mm. That's what he thinks he, that's what they think, oh. that he's gone and bought Abigail some cute stuff. Another bonnet, a backup bonnet to leave at the winery. <laughs> gosh, gosh, something. And I, the other thing that I really enjoy about Leo is he just wants that baby to sleep. Oh God! And he, you know what, you know what sentence rang true? Mm-hmm. She'll sleep in the car. Oh yeah, she'll yeah. sleep in the car. She'll she sleep always in do. The car. I told my son that the other day. I'm like, we used to drive around the ring road singing mm-hmm. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh really? Did you? I'm like. Yep. (laughs) How dare you not remember, kid? (laughs) But also, there's no evidence that she's not sleeping. And then I thought, but it doesn't matter whether your baby's sleeping or not. Your whole life's about that next sleep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Even now, baby Dr. Carl is 20 months Mm -hmm. and it's just sleep to sleep. I am tree surfing from sleep to sleep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, similar situation here at five years old. But (laughs) I don't know how many months that is. Oh, my God. Pray Um, pray for us. mm. By the way... If you don't think you can hack having children, you probably can't because I can't, and I thought I could hack it. So, like, if you're on the fence, just assume you're not going to be able to hack it, and then work from there. You yeah. might still be great, but just assume you're not going to be able to hack it because it's bloody impossible. And no one says that because they think, oh no, my kid's going to think I didn't want them. But everyone, no one's cap- coping, and if they are, they've got fourteen nannies. Maybe, or they're just hot messing it. Yeah, hot mess. Yeah, everyone's either hot messing it or they've got staff. There's yeah. no other way around it. Yeah. Or stuff they don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Live in all, like three dads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Nicolette <laughs> going for pool afternoons. Yeah. So Leo is going to have a law case, he, and then he charges. So he finds a safety report that Chloe's left out while she's changing baby Phil's nappy because Leo has left has forgotten to change a nappy, which is so okay. This is the this heterosexual cliché here. Of course, the dad dropped the ball and forgot, just forgot. But also, like, why didn't he smell that? Because sometimes they just don't lower their nose. He's a very tall man. <laughs> he, he is, he is. But he's got bloody Ellie's, um, you know, travel bassinet. He reads a safety report and then comes barreling into Terage's office. By the way, speed reads. He, he gets through that thing in five seconds. He got the gist. It's like someone put a dot point summary on the front page. Yeah, there's like an abstract yeah. at the front that yeah. says... To rage. (laughs) Got a call from Jim. Why is there always wild animals on this podcast? What is – If you can hear that, guys, there's a possum and a dog situation. Yeah, The dog's barking at the possum. This could be like happening at the Cannings. Like this is – yeah, this is the Cannings. Ramsey Street needs a dog, I'm sorry, but it does. It runs into the penthouse, actually, because that's where Therese is staying. Runs in there and just says, Right. (laughs) Yeah, but in a different way. Here here it is. You could have cleared the Flamingo Bay. You had an evacuation order and you didn't take action. It was only for a moment. It wasn't long enough to change anything. And that's why you pretended the report wasn't ready. I told you it wasn't ready because you're not in the right frame of mind to hear it right now. You're on a witch hunt. Yeah, and I've found her. Leo's attention goes from the council to the Lassiter's group Mm -hmm. slash their general manager, Mm -hmm. Therese, Really bloody quickly. And look, when I was editing the podcast last week and I was grabbing the clip of Jim from Maintenance, which I do think it was Clive Cameo. Okay. I yep. Th- yep. I really think that. And I was listening to Jim's advice and it was evacuate all of the venues. It's not safe. Which makes me think all the guests as well or just the people having parties. I couldn't quite tell. But also, like, Jim, get on the phone to front Staff yeah. like not just to age. She's also she's not on shift. Like she's at a personal function. I mean she's gonna on yeah. call. She's on call. But it, even she's just one person, mm-hmm. and it's a huge complex. Paul was there too. Yeah. Yeah, but even like just getting around mm-hmm. to getting everyone out. Yeah. Like you, one person can't do that. Yeah. Paul was there. Chloe was there. Like yeah. yeah. Jim Jim had said in the waterhole evacuate everything, and I thought there were quite a few minutes between that phone call. And Therese seemed the pole fall. I mean, I said it last week. She was incompetent. Yeah. I think maybe Erinsborough police could have taken another glance at the timeline there. It's like no one cares about Brittany because they didn't really know her. No, it's like she was just a two-dimensional character written for this exact plot point with nothing else going on. Like if it had been Toadie, Therese would be in prison. Mm. Well, if she had Toadie representing her, funnily <laughs> yeah. enough. For sure she would be. Yeah. Everyone's saying he shouldn't bother suing them She takes it on the chin She's like, you know what, he's, he's allowed to take this out on me I, she, Maybe it was my fault and they have to remind her, no, you were cleared She's like, yeah, but I did wait a very long time Before <laughs> running to the Flamingo Bar And she, dis- she confesses to Paul later in the week I saw Glenn with a leather lady getting frisky yeah. And I got jelly <laughs> Because I had sparks. And Paul's very good about that. Even I am like, wow. You know what Therese is experiencing? And we're, we're going to talk about Paul in a mm. second. But Paul, if you are one of the chosen few, Paul will see no wrong you do. Yeah. And Therese hates that mm. when it's someone else. But she's now experiencing. Mm. She's like, I had the horn for your brother. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Look, I'm. I understand. But like. I'm still in for the ch- with the with a chance, yeah? yeah, yeah. But oh, he said he says that yeah. Later, yeah. But also, I think Paul's like we look really similar. <laughs> they do. It's quite amazing. It is. They grew into each other. <laughs> it's amazing. They're like um, Natalie Portman and Keira Knightley. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they're bloody like Olsen twins at this yeah. point. So we leave, not really knowing what will happen, but. I think this, I'm, I'm sorry, about I think this is going to go on for months. The Lasseter's Law. However, no. Do you know what I think is going to speed all this up? Is the stressful moment that happened at the end of the week yeah. where Leo's got all these balls in the air and he places sweet Abby down on the couch yeah. now for I, some snuggle time. I remember early on in this podcast when I maybe had just had baby Lou. Kate was like, "You never leave a baby on the couch, oh I yes, never. She was very adamant because I think there was a character with a baby, like Ellie or someone, yeah, or just someone previous to the page, probably drinking. and she was like perched on a she was like falling asleep at a bar stool with the baby <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um and I want to say that about where I'm sitting now, the same thing happened, and look, I'm not, not the same thing happened to me, but baby Dr. Carl has fallen off a change table. He was twice the age of filer yep but that moment yep horrifying yeah i remember looking i wasn't like leo i didn't turn around mm. to it but i remember thinking i'll keep looking at him but all that means is you watch them fall yeah it's no good yeah no which good. happened with the change table i reached for a towel and turn around yeah leo takes a phone call turns his back abigail rolls off the couch which yeah. is the, they are rolling age these babies now this is the the milestone. This is the age that that milestone happens. But also, firstly, rolls directly onto a baby blanket. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, good, yeah. good. Which is which um, is weirdly placed, kind of under the table, and yeah, yeah, like a like a rug. Mm. But whatever, they're just doing their the kitchen. Look, there's a lot of nervous advisors on set with babies, so they've just got to tick their boxes. Fair enough. Baby falls, baby's crying. So like that's a good sign. The crying's a good sign. That's the cliffhanger. But man, I was stressed with that cliffhanger. But I think that's going to shake some sense into Leo and maybe he'll settle settle down a bit and this won't drag on. I reckon Toadie's going to go after Lassiter's. Oh, tidy. oh Look, Lassiter's could stand to be taken down another star. or t- I, I just – Lassiter's gets a free ride a remember lot. Remember when they had that class action case and Kyle was like putting things in envelopes? I can't even remember what that yeah, was about. And, yeah, and people got millions from that, didn't they? I don't know. I don't Vera know. punts. I don't – whatever. All of that money has gone directly back into Leo's Barrels. Mm. Finally, mm. the shining moment. Yes. So, we know that Paul and Therese have been dancing around each other mm. since, since the accident. Since a telegraph pole smashed through the Flamingo Park. Suddenly, an appointment with Mackenzie's mum has come up. Such a delightful occurrence. And she dances into the room like, I've had a busy day and look, <laughs> you guys popped on my books. And I, I love her. I, lo- I really love her. Yeah. <laughs> good character. So good. Yeah. Is she normally an actor? I know she she wrote a book yeah. about Georgie Stone's journey growing up. Yeah. But I don't know what her day job is. But I know she played she we've mentioned before she's played this Rhonda the psychologist before on yeah. the Neighbours. I mean, she's either an excellent actor or a psychologist. Or just takes really good tips from Georgie and yeah. um Greg. Quite possibly. Yeah. But I look I enjoy her as a character. Mm. Actor, author, activist. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, that's that's a triple threat. Done. Yep. Beautiful character and mm. just feels like a shrink you've known. Yes. You know? <laughs> and you can completely melt down and be in pieces at her feet. And she's like, all right, let's put this back together then, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting because Paul was like treated this like a one-on-one session, mm. not a relationship counselling. Yeah, which is, I think, what... Needed to happen, yeah, it did, and and I think we're going to see more of it. Maybe not with this psychologist, but Mm. more Paul working on himself. But um, this is like something out of The Sopranos. It's oh, it is. Imagine, (laughs) imagine. So you know, you get your psychologist, but it's it's always with Paul. It's always (laughs) Paul. This is. I just feel like everything I've been screaming about with Paul is just all happening suddenly. All we had to do was shoot outdoors for some... and the something. city. Yeah, we had to go to the city. Paul makes this appointment because Therese is like realising that they're having these little moments with each other and she's having a brunch with Susan and Jane. Do mm-hmm. you know what I found odd about that brunch is that Susan made shakshuka and they didn't talk about the name of the dish they were eating until after they had eaten the dish. Right. Because afterwards Jane's like, what was that that we ate? That was nice. I've never had poached eggs in, in tomato t- in sauce. And Susan's like, oh, "Listen, there is it's like what were you talking about while you were eating it?" Paul. <laughs> and these two ladies are like, "Don't P.S. It's very suburban that no one knew what Shuck was. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. can you go 10 kilometres closer to the city and have breakfast, guys? It's like this. I live in suburban and it's on every menu yeah. in my area. But anyway. Anyway, I loved everything about that. I loved it. Don't change a thing. So these ladies, obviously Jane leading the, the crew on this, are like, get away. From Don't Paul. take him back. You've got to be careful, Jane. You can't, you can't say ditch him because then if they keep the husband... Then you got to make nice with them at the future brunch. Yeah. So just be careful. And I imagine I don't know how quickly Jane's going to forgive him, but also with this revelation and him changing, I I feel like she might eventually forgive him. She's got a little granddaughter living with her and a little grand little granddaughter niece's friend. Like she's got enough on her plate. She's got a tearaway kid destroying the newly rebuilt Erinsborough High. She, I feel like. She can just afford to not care what Paul gets up to. She can just put that on someone else's plate. And like, remember Therese and Lauren? They were like, look, we share a grandchild. Let's just move on. Yeah. So Paul books this appointment like, you know what? They had this little moment where she's like sorting him out on the couch and their lips gravitate towards each other. They're like, let's discuss it. And then Paul makes this booking. Mm -hmm. And you just know Paul's been like, listen, receptionist. You turf was ever on at 11 o'clock. I don't care what trauma is in that room. Oh. You swap them. Me and my wife are coming in and we're getting back together. <laughs> and I love, Therese has to go home and get clothes. And I'm just thinking like, do you need an outfit change in the middle of the day? What's going on? As Kate said last week, she's been very casual in that penthouse. Yeah, she has. And she, she's got court cases to go to soon. She can't go see Mackenzie's mum in slacks and a... No. Colourful top. Colour-patterned top. Yeah. So Paul gets there. And Mackenzie's mum says, this time let's not place blame around the room. Mm. Let's just own our place in this. And so Therese talks a bit about what she felt in the relationship, which was very insightful. Mm. It was exhausting. Always bracing for the worst. Expecting to have to, to rein Paul in. While I was busy trying to plan a way out, he, he'd be laying dynamite, and usually with complete disregard for morals, or the law, or other people's feelings. So Mackenzie's mum says, rather than saying this is who you are, maybe it's who you became. Oh, because yeah, because um, I love because yeah, he's like, I just need to protect my kids. This is what I do. Not enough to want to raise them, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, and he just says, well. I wasn't there for my family when my mum died. And then he just goes into it. Can you think of something that happened in your childhood that's had a lasting impact on your life? My mum died when I was a kid. And I, I did nothing to help. I, did, I, was, I was more interested in mucking around with my, hey, my mates. I guess I learned what guilt is. Why did you feel guilty? Because I should have stepped up. I mean, we don't know his mum. And I asked Kate, who's the mm. Neighbours historian, Yeah, I said was there a reference to her in the show, was she in the show, she said there was a photo of her in a frame on the set and they, as far as they knew they died when the kids were young, they assumed she had died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. So this is new information. So I got some news hot off the press from Kate, um, Paul was only 13. When his mum died, right? Yeah. So because he said he started to go off the rails. She was sick. He was of no help to the family, yeah. but he was of but a child himself. Yeah, and even Paul's a children, like at some yeah. point. Yeah, and just even him saying, "When I was a kid, my brain needed to do some adjusting because mm. I couldn't picture him as a young boy." Yeah, I mean, his Paul was the Paul, eyebrows yeah. and like he you just know. came out of the womb as Paul. He didn't. It turns <laughs> no, out he's a vulnerable boy, and. Kate sent me a little message and it brings me back and it makes me feel validated in every feeling I've ever had about Paul. God, except for the special ones at night, you know? <laughs> um, is remember how supportive Paul was of Sonia and he, didn't he like inject all this money into the foundation? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, when she died. Do- oh, my God. And he did it anonymously. He's still been an absolute asshole to other mothers. On that straight <laughs> The thing is though Is he says After this He comes to his res- revelation And he says I want to use this to change Yeah this He actually said This was an actual breakthrough And also it's like I've never admitted all this before And it's almost like Because no one ever asked Yeah everyone, <laughs> everyone was like You're an asshole." Yeah And he's like yep And Mackenzie's mum went Why are you an asshole?" Paul And he said Funny story <laughs> There's something behind this. This was amazing. This is one of the most amazing moments in Neighbours. Like just, not just a villain, but what makes a villain. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's the biggest story of all in soap opera, isn't it? So Therese is, one of the things she says which worries me is she says, but it turns out this is just who you are. Yeah, because he says, I'll just change. I'm going to change. And she says, yeah, but this is innate. Like this is part of your DNA. The other thing that amused me from Therese is she said when he's like, okay, am I got a chance after all this? And Therese is like, let's just sit with this. (laughs) Let's just take a minute and sit with this. (laughs) Good advice. Yeah. But I loved that. It was a little removed. It was a little distanced. The thing is though... They, after this session, they go back to the hotel room and this is when Leo comes in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are immediately bonded again Mm -hmm. after this. And he's like, I'm going to support you with Leo lashing out. She's surprised because this involves one Mm. of Paul's children. And normally he's Daddy Bear Paul. Yeah, you know, but you can mess with anything, but you can't mess with Lassiter's. And you can't mess with his most recent wife. Yes, not the one he's still married to. No, no. But also, at the end of the day, she's the general manager of the business. Yeah, and true. And Paul. And she's not going to wear her heart on her sleeve. She's being very sensible about her approach to this. Yeah. Because she, she's like, well, the reason we broke up is not just because we don't get along and we can't hang out with each other. I just love that, like, Therese is like, look, my son died here. Like, this place is a terrible place. <laughs> People die, Leo. Often. Yeah. Very often. It's not all me. Yeah. Yeah. It was a s- questionable choice that Terage let them all go over the road with their conga line. 100%. Therese like last week on the podcast I said I kept looking for a sober person to look after the babies – Trace was the sober Mm, person and she should have been not looking after the babies but everyone. Or just take everyone up to the penthouse or the power was out, whatever. Send people home. Go home. Yeah, go home. It's a good night's sleep is what we need. It's always good to go home. I'm itching to do Citizen or citizen of the Week. I'd like to start. You're going to take it from me. I'm not going to take it from (laughs) you. I'm leaving it for you because I've already given him it recently. (laughs) I'm going to give Citizen of the Week, Roxy Willis. Canning canning Willis. I mean Rocks can. Rocks can. If ever there were like that friend's quote, Ross can. <laughs> Rocks can. Rocks <laughs> can. If ever there was a poster woman for marriage, for being a wife, mm. for looking after your spouse in their time of need. You mentioned before that we need a dog. She wants eighty five staffies, doesn't she? Yeah. Get one in there. Yeah. Neighbors, You get that woman a and staffie. And you can get staffies staffie, – you can get a like a dark brown staffie and they're a dime a dozen and if one doesn't work out, you can get another one in. Yeah, they all look the same. Yeah. yeah. Just, as I said before, an angel on this earth. Coil. next time talk to your wife, mate. I'm sorry. Roxy's going to have to have a blue staffie like every other basic. Yeah, true. CJ, yours. Um… I what mean, who can what, I pick? What I'm going to give Citizen of the Year, <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah. In January, let's call it. Yeah, we'll revisit this in December. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be the same yeah, person yeah. for me, Paul. Yep. For unpacking that shit, that was that was that was a McMansion's worth of baggage yep. to unpack, and he just like flicked his fingers. Plates were in the cupboards. Everything was unpacked and spoonful of sugar. Yep. And then he backed it up as immediately. And I know men. I have one that lives here. And they say things and then ten minutes later oh God. Paul did not. It was epic. I feel it was just moment. I felt it was a bigger moment than the death and the wedding the previous week. Of course it was, yeah. I was shook. Yeah. That's, all you had to do was go to the city. So I, I think it could be six months before he's a bad guy again. Oh, what a beautiful reprieve for me! Yeah, <laughs> I need it. So here we go. Okay, what a joyous time! Thanks, CJ, for shuffling your agenda so we could discuss that. But then next week you'll be in a in a heap after week one of oh yeah prep. It's school. gonna be like a lot of like I only discovered today that I had to explain what school bells were, <laughs> and like I've spent a considerable amount of time thinking about what lunchbox is perfect. You have yeah. So like. I mean, there's a lot on. (laughs) Thank you. All the best, baby Lou. Check CJ's stories for – Insta stories for updates. Yeah, I'll be there crying for sure. CJ the Hot Mess Mum. CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Vays, V-A-Y-S, on Instagram or Neighbours Council on Facebook, Neighbours Pod on Twitter. And we appreciate your support on Patreon. No trimming this week, but jump on, enjoy the back catalogue of trimmings Hmm. and many other things on there. Keep well, stay safe. Chat to you next week. Bye. Rocks. You don't have to wear that dress tonight. Walk the streets for money. You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right. Rocks.